Good evening, good afternoon. It's Trevor and Gray back. Hello to Brickway, and we've got some slightly bad news. We're back for another review, uh, season two, episode three. A, a smoking review, as in burning. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's it's not a great ep episode, episode three. I'll be honest, a spoiler alert. But we go through it all the same, don't we, and try and break it down, and maybe find out why it was a bit meh and not so great. Then you guys mm. could tell us what you think. So, no. Um, I guess the title's a bit crap to begin with. Tomorrow and tomorrow yeah. and tomorrow. I'm like, someone uh, uh, have Tourette's or something or stuttering when they wrote that title. I know it's goofy. They could have thought of something better than that. Yeah, I mean, you know, original. Yeah, you know. Uh, I mean, I mean, in some of the past uh, Trek episodes, yeah, like tomorrow's yesterday or. Or yesteryear and other things like that. You could have come up with something. Tomorrow, yeah. tomorrow, and tomorrow. <laughs> it's like it's like what an episode name. Well, okay, goofy. <laughs> um, right, okay. So I mean, it's a bit of a slow burn. It gets better towards the end, but at the start, it it, it consistently for the first. I like half the start. The very the very start was was cool. Yeah, the very very beginning was cool. But it's the same kind of pacing as the rest of the episode. That's that's more what I meant rather than the quality. Mm -hmm. um, the start is very, very start is very decent, and it's um, it's a very land centric episode, um, and it's good to see them all get a bit of limelight. Um, I fear when Ortegas gets some limelight because that's going to be oh no. Um, so, <laughs> so we do get a nice intro with Latan, um, and she's doing well, purity type things, you know. There's all these little events she's dealing with, and complaints, and people moaning to her, and she's trying to sort this out, you know. Stuff that head of security really shouldn't be doing. Should be one of our minions that are that, that are doing that for her. But yes, they're just that side of her, her job. Um, Various complaints which were interesting. The one that amused me most, though, was uh, someone complained about Spock's harp playing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's too loud. It's He's... funny. He goes, and then he goes, like, I'll endeavor to play less, uh, what do you say, less vigorously? vigorously or something like that. Yeah, yeah less vigorously. Yeah. I'm like, okay. <laughs> he seemed almost funny. slightly offended. Like, what? Who, 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 who grasped me up? Who told on me? I want to know now. Um, can, you just, can you just see Spock playing like a, like a death metal on it? <laughs> <laughs> he should be that oh, loud. I mean, honestly. Oh, great. Uh, so, yeah, that was abused. I'd like to see a little bit of humor like that. Um, and I think maybe because of these kind of things, these a lot of workload and just kind of meaningless complaints and issues she's been up with, like most jobs. It seems to be stressing her out um, because she she actually takes it out a little bit in uh, in Benga, who is playing. You know, it's just kind of like I don't know what style of fighting it is, but they're sparring basically, like proper yeah. sparring, no hollow decker because it doesn't exist yet. 
They're just in the room, the two of them, and he's telling her to calm down a little bit, but she's going a little bit ham, isn't she? To the point where Bengal goes, right, okay, I'm just throwing you to the other side of the room. <laughs> what was that? I'm using your own energy against you because you need to calm down. And he's trying to get her to talk about it and stuff. She's like, I don't want to talk about it. I just kind of want to punch my way through it. So that's who she is. Um, well, we we find out like we did in maybe a previous episode that Mabenga apparently is a badass. You know, that fight. You know, I I thought like you did when I first saw the scene. I'm going holodeck. Oh wait a minute, there is no holodeck. So I'm like, who is that? <laughs> not <laughs> yet. Mabenga. Not yet. Um, her day gets a little bit worse though, unfortunately. Um, when she finds a guy in the corridor with a a suit like normal. Uh, modern century kind of work suit lying there on the the ground, kind of bleeding. Well, he kind of staggers across the corridor, falls, and he's bleeding. He's being shot. Okay, I heard it was. I heard it was one of the uh, Paramount executives for losing all that money and streaming. Uh-huh. <laughs> they've lost. They've lost far less than. Uh, <laughs> There's still a lot, but far less than, than Warner Brothers or. or oh, yeah, we get to them. We'll talk about that one time. That's a Grey's Green Room one uh, rant, I think. Uh, so she... now, Remember, we did see that weird flash, though. There was like a flash. So Maybe flash I turned away something. for a split second then. Never seen the flash. But yeah, that does make sense. Flat, and then she, she looks and. I mean, don't want to see what that is yet because it happens in a moment. We're really jumping ahead. But yes, you're right, Grey. Makes sense. Um, she knows it's a built one straight off, security officer, she should know about things like that. Um, he tells her she has, to, she has to stop an attack in the past. And mm-hmm. I think her day is getting worse, it's getting even worse now. Um, and then there's an, another flash, as Gray says. He then goes to the bridge, because the guy before he dies he says, get to the bridge. So she is taking it literally, she's went to the bridge and... Um, uh, Kirk is in charge and you're like huh okay that's the only thing that I could see that was obviously different um, there might have been other things and if you notice anything else great by all means mention but the main thing was I saw Kirk he was different he was in the chair she asked what the hell you're, what she's politely doing on my bridge and he just kind of makes up kind of some excuse to get away. Did you see anything that was different? Great. I, I don't think I, I did. No, I didn't see anything. The, the thing that, and this is part of what we're going to be ranting about in this, and the, some of the things that we felt were too obvious that should have been done or not done properly. First of all, she pops up on the bridge. And of course, the first thing that, that Kirk does is turn around and go like, who are you? Instead of like security to the bridge. Because when you have somebody unknown like that, that's the first thing you do. Yeah, you don't have security access normally. The These people can't get right, into a turbo lift to the bridge unless right. they have the right access, common sense. Right, so so we just say, okay, we'll forget that part. But when they go and they appear on there, someone on the bridge crew, somebody is going to say or, or secretly call security to come to the bridge immediately. And they're going to pop up and go like and grab her. And then you then you continue from there. But no, they just act like, oh, who are you? Uh, you could just shoot and kill us, but there's no security around. What the hell? <laughs> Gray's Gray score, score for this is lower than mine, by the people. So he's probably going to rant a little bit more about this than me, which uh. is fine. Um, but he hasn't put many of these rants, I feel, on the notes. I think he's saving them up for actual live action to throw me off. Uh, 
Yeah. Well, I don't want to make it a two-hour episode, but yeah. That's well, no, even well, web ranting could we make it long? Possibly. Well, uh, the, the thing that I guess I'm holding it to a higher standard because many of the episodes in season one were all very good, and uh, the and the first two episodes in this season were also very good. Yeah. And this one just just fell flat. And they're going like, no, I'm not letting you guys get away with this. You can't write that many good episodes and then fall on your face on this one. They've proven that they can make a less CGI-intensive, save-money type episode without making it poor. Just think uh, the one where they're all in that lords and ladies back in medieval sure. type time, which started initially crap. Or in my fear, in my head, I thought, oh, this is going to be poor. And it turned out to be one of the best episodes of the season because it's yeah. just so unique and funny and witty. and So as possible, guys. You know, it's not really an excuse. Anyway, by all means, people note... If you if you thought it was a great episode, tell us why below. Everyone's opinion is important. Um, it seems in this situation, this whatever's happened, timelines have changed. Whatever, there is no Starfleet. It's the United Earth Fleet, which we've kind of heard that expression or similar type expression in the past when there's been altered timelines and whatnot. And I first thought. There was going to be some kind of um, uh, mirror universe episode again. I thought, no, please, no, 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 no. There have been far yeah. too many of them. Please, no. But it's not. It's not mirror universe. It's an altered timeline, which yeah, I can do that. I can. Um, which they tend to overuse too much, but that's true. Okay. True, true. Uh, I think as long as you don't do time traveling for a while after, we're okay. Um, so, yeah, United Earth Fleet makes sense. Um, they are. It seems to be that they're having a, a kind of. Well, they're still having a war with the Romulans. Uh, the Vulcans are also having a war with the Romulans, and Spock comes on screen as the captain of a Vulcan ship, asking for assistance. And Kirk basically says, "No, we can't. We're basically we can't fight two fronts. That makes sense." But it's not really the Starfleet we know. They would always go and aid their, uh, well, not allies, but maybe people that are just not their enemies. But he can't, so he turns mm. them flat down. Um, Spock's like, well, we're doomed without your help. He's just like, yeah, whatever. End call. Um, can't do it, sorry. Yeah. Which is a bit oh, harsh. No. <laughs> but, I mean, it's not not our timeline. It's not our Starfleet. So whatever. Um, um, Kirk isn't really buying what she's telling them really she asks to go and speak to him in private and they go and speak in private about it in the corridor and he has this little device that the time traveler gave her i thought it was a communicator to begin with it looked like that from the outside but it's got yeah. it looks yeah. like the black bit of it without the metal on top and it's just got a big red button <laughs> don't never <laughs> push the red button people do we not right. tell you anything uh, and they're wrestling over this. Like she, he wants to see what this is. He goes to grab it, and they're obviously both then linked, touched together. Pushes the button, and they're transported to the past. Now the whole vibe of this, like Gray said, this it's just weird. It doesn't feel very serious. It feels a bit. The pacing's off. The quality of the writing is not good. Yeah. Initially, it doesn't bit, seem cohesive. It doesn't seem the to- really flow properly it, 
it's, yeah. it's hard to put your finger on it, but you could feel it, and it was getting, it was getting boring, and that's not what it usually is. That's why I was just kind of like, what? I can't, I can't describe it exactly, completely clear as to what went wrong, but I think it's a bunch of things adding together because when they first arrive, mm -hmm. yes, initially they're like, what the hell is going on? But then they seem to, I think I note this later on, but it is relevant at this stage as well. They don't seem seem too shocked about what's going on, like yeah. you know you'd be not. I'm not saying freaking out is the right way because the Starfleet officers were one of them is, but you're a little bit. You've got a little bit more something about your demeanor. You're you're a bit more switched on, like focused rather than mm -hmm. eh. Let's go and grab hot dogs, which they do, and wear nice leather jackets, and you're like, this isn't Star Trek for the Voyage Home people. Come on. Yeah, exactly. You know, so. And they handled it better than Voyage Home. They handled it better in, uh, in other episodes. This well, one just seemed like, yeah, like you said, they weren't they weren't like being serious. They just like, oh, we're in the past. We've been here before. We can do this. That's well, the attitude. I'm Star like, Trek huh? Four purposely made itself funny. It was purposely made yeah. out to be a funny movie. Didn't take itself too seriously. Whereas right. this tried and to be serious at points and it didn't work. I think what happened here is that I think. It, it almost as if they were trying to make up their mind whether they wanted to be serious or funny. And so they were trying to do both, and neither one was coming off, you know, at all. Oh, that's part of the problem. I think this clashing of two styles or more was yeah. just not working. Uh, yeah. Another gripe we have is... Oh, is it a gripe? Yeah, I guess it is. The first stop um, is get new clothes because they arrive mm -hmm. and they're in Toronto. Uh, Kirk doesn't know this despite a big bloody sign billboard saying Toronto and for p those people that don't know it is filmed in Toronto I think that's probably why um, yeah. it makes sense to film there um, and I guess even I don't know what time of year it is but I, but I do actually it's probably winter kind of time because it yeah. was cold they are a bit chilly they have to go and steal some clothing as they have no money which is Fine, morally wrong, but needs must. Can't corrupt the timeline. Um, mm. And the way, I mean, yeah, this this Gray's got a small rant in this, and I guess I join join him with this one. They go into a to go into they go into a shop to buy some clothing, uh, but they don't have money. And Lan goes, "Oh yeah, they use currency in this time period." Okay, right. Here's what we'll, not as currently says that Lan says, "I have a plan," and she literally picks up a wallet, goes over to a woman sticks it in her bag and she walks out and the security goes off and they're already dressed in their new clothes because they went into the, the dressing rooms to try them on and then literally they run out the door they, walk, out they didn't even run they, they walked just walked out the out. door it was a distraction wasn't it because the alarm yeah. goes off so someone stole it the problem is great right it's a wallet I don't know about your shops and stores over there, right? But most shops and stores tend to tag things that are valuable. Yeah. A wallet that is ten, twenty pounds or dollars, they tend to not put tags on them, and they're that small, so that won't set an alarm off. And it just seems like a silly way of doing it, really. You know, in the yeah. past, look what Star Trek Four done. It mm. was it was actually genius. Kirk used the glasses that Bones got him. The antique glasses, he traded them in and he got decent money for them, enough to get supplies. He div he divvied out the cash to to the guys like they were kids. Right. Here's some pocket money for you kids. Go and spend it. 
that's what they should have done here. They got away with it far too easily. That's your rant here, yeah. Gray, wasn't it? Yeah, and that, and there's all, there's also a little thing called security cameras. <laughs> I mean, security cameras are on. The, 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 again, you're going to expect any second there's going to be security running down there or police pulling up or something like that. And it was just like so easy. Just I'll do this and we'll just walk right through the door. Yay. <laughs> I'm like, what? Again, I just keep scratching my head. I'm going like, what? What is going on here? What is going on, indeed? Um, it's just like it's just like there's so many stupid people, and they're the only ones that are smart. <laughs> Everybody else is like morons. <laughs> like, well, I I definitely want your next uh, your opinion on the next part because they realize then they have to get some currency. No shit, Sherlock. Mm -hmm. Why shouldn't they? Have, why didn't they do this in the first place? Because it was. It was actually right. a good bet this actually made sense. Kurt yeah, sees some locals outside playing chess and he chess is a game that must just span the decades and the centuries, obviously. And he goes over, obviously sounds like he's a dap hand at it and he is. He's winning several games in a row. He's getting a small crowd of people around him challenging him. I just wondered what what money or deposit he had done in the first game. It's probably my first not ran because it's a thing like that's how it works you're betting you have to put it on the table here's what you're going to do so i don't know but they, what they could have done is put the device that got him there right oh <laughs> yeah you want you want this we'll play for this first yeah but don't push the button yeah, but you got you a do. good you got a good point yeah you have to put pot money in but they didn't yeah well anyway even if we even if we forget that for the moment i think i think that was a clever little thing because we know that kirk is a is an avid chess player and we know that in the original series, he played three-dimensional chess with the three levels. In fact, when, this, when the original series came out, they actually made, and you can still buy, three-dimensional chess boards now. Was it Star Trek that done that, or is it actually uh, is it a, a thing? No, Star Trek invented it. Has it got and rules? So now, can you, you and I play it now if we wanted to? The rules are the same. It's just that because you have three levels, there's more of uh, it. Let's say a, a bishop can move down on an angle and up on an angle to uh, across. So remember, he played he played Spock uh, chess a couple times in in uh, the original series, and I always remember the one episode where they're playing, and Spock's got you know I'm logical, I I'll win at this every time, and then all of a sudden Kirk checkmated him, and and he's going like this, Spock's going like, and then Kirk goes, "Are you annoyed, Spock?" <laughs> it was great. It was a great scene. So they so they actually played that up in this, and I thought that was that was fabulous. So I really liked that. That that's one of the few good scenes in this episode. So that was cool. Yes, you're, you know, you're, and, and you're, smart, and they got the money, and that's you know cool. Uh, your second one, and maybe mine as well, um, is possibly coming up, and that's where they do have to get some food. I mean, Kirk's looking at the beautiful sunset, which makes sense. He, you know, he's like, she's like, have you never seen this before? And he's like, well, no, because you know Earth's atmosphere back then is like ash and everything because of all the war and the bombings and stuff. And uh, I'm I'm often in a starship these days. And obviously, the little scene from Elleron we saw in the trailer of him, he can't go round the revolving doors properly because he's never seen them. He, yeah. he was he was basically he's lived in space his whole lifetime. Um, and uh, yeah, I guess. People might ask why didn't they push the, the why didn't they push the button when they got to the past? They did. It wouldn't let them. They've got to get, they've got they've got a mission which we get to, and nothing can change that until it's fulfilled, and then they can push. Yeah, that's uh. So he's looking at the beautiful um, 
sunset. Uh, I mean, it did look pretty stunning. And then he goes to buy hot dogs for the two of them. And and Lan at first is like, nah, I'm, I'm not eating that shit. Like, he didn't say that, but you could just see the look in their face. Like, what? No. He's like, yeah, sure, hot dog, man. Come on. And he convinces them to have a hot dog. So they seem far too calm here, Gray. Um, I mentioned this yeah, as I well. Mean, at this point, when they when they start doing the hot dog and they start talking and stuff to each other, I'm starting to think it's a Hallmark movie. <laughs> it's like <laughs> this is this is what we do. We it's walk along movie. the boardwalk, we eat the hot dogs, we talk forever, and then we kiss and we're a couple and all this stuff. And exactly, it happens exactly like that. And I'm going like, oh boy, <laughs> so you got to kidding me. People like you should write to part about like, did you get one of your Hallmark movies or episodes mixed up with this? Series of Star Trek, possibly crazy. Um, it's just, just, it just man, it's just one unbelievable thing after the other. I'm just like, oh my god, no, I don't think so. <laughs> Gray's a bit bored at this stage, and I think I wasn't bored. I was just, it wasn't great. I was just seeing where the hell this was going because of yeah. how it was panning out. So that's what got my curiosity. Like, how much crapper can this get? Where the hell is it going? Uh, exactly. And for 40 minutes, I'm sitting there thinking this, going like, okay, it's going to change. It's going to get better. It can't all be this stupid. And it just keeps going. <laughs> going. I want to see other people's reviews in this. I agree. I might, like, like Trek Central or something, I'll probably watch theirs, see if they thought it was a bit poor as well, because surely to God, a Trekkie's not going to say that's great. So I'm curious mm. what people think. Uh, the other kind of negative point is, obviously find themselves digs for the evening a hotel room i thought it was someone's flat or apartment when i first seen land lying down yeah. sleeping because i'm like so it's really nice and then she goes for a walk she's restless she can't sleep she goes for a walk i don't know why to like check in kirk i don't know if she's horny or whatever but goes for a walk stands at the Apparently. door looking at him and then yeah let's not do that and goes back and kirk was awake the whole time but this place looks pretty big and i'm thinking he wants some chess money. You should be in a motel or a cheap hotel room exactly. or something. I'm looking at this thing. This is a two-bedroom apartment, okay? And, and, and Toronto we good views. Exactly. So this is very much like New York City and other big cities, Expensive. right? So they're like, they're like five, six, seven, eight, ten stories up, looking out this beautiful hundreds of dollars you know, a night display. And the guy, oh my god, that's stuff like that is five hundred to a thousand to fifteen hundred dollars a night. And then, if it's didn't, and then if it's Canadian, it's probably had a couple of zeros on the end. Whatever. And and the point is, is how do you afford something like that on hustle money that in chess? Uh, Come on, man. And that was, a, that was such a and, and it's and it's huge, man. Because she's walking out of her room, and it takes a little while to get across to the other side, and then there's this whole big living room and the panoramic scenes, and I'm like, oh boy, oh boy, you, you gotta be joking me. <laughs> I mean, if it was regular good Trek, they would have found some place. It could have been a, it could have been a shack somewhere. They could have hold, they could have uh, uh, holed up with homeless people somewhere. That would have yeah, made sense. Yeah, I mean, that saves money as well, so they can get more hot dogs. Exactly, but I mean, that would make sense though. We don't have the money for this, so we're gonna have to just you know park ourselves under a bridge or something, right? Is there no that QA would be logical. done? Is there no? Surely, did they not test this with anyone before they release it? Obviously not. I mean. Supposedly they do. I mean, I would think the writers' room would say, "Hey, we can't do this. No, wait, that's stupid. We can't do that." And yet, this thing got by. So I, 
I don't understand, especially yeah. when the writing has been a pretty good quality, and all of a sudden you get like this. This is the I, first proper poor episode since Strange New Worlds came out. There wasn't really yeah. a bad episode in the first season. There was maybe one or two that were a 7 out of 10 or something, but nothing that got the kind of scores that we gave it. So, I mean, yeah, that, that's something. Let's just hope it is a blip. Um, they're standing there. Another reason it's an expensive place is because they're standing there with great views of the city um, and the water, and they hear an explosion, and the nearby bridge has been bombed. Um, right. What I find cool about this is when they both go to go investigate what this is, and actually on site, uh, they, they're advised, well, Kurt knows this from his history, it's the longest bridge in the world. Now, I'm thinking, you don't hear much more about it, but it's maybe one of these kind of more modern plans where they build up you hear about this all the time in youtube documentaries they're building a bridge between this continent and that continent or they're building a, a railway from this continent to that continent snowpiercer people that's that's a thing there you go um <laughs> then um i thought this is what that is and they're bombing it because it's a, a symbol of of i don't cooperation and all that between different countries well, I think and whatnot. I, I, I think that bridge was was kind of like the Twin Towers. Yeah, know, and it was just literally finished as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, little nitpick for a second, but when you saw the explosion first happen, the CGI looked a little... It was a, a bit off, yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Uh, but that's okay. Money. I mean, that's a, that, that's money, a nitpick. Mate. Clearly, in this yeah. episode, they're saving money. A lot of money. <laughs> saving a lot of money by not doing anything and then having some bad writing <laughs> on top of it. Maybe they paid the writers a lot less money, too. That's it. <laughs> Wonder why people are striking. Um, Listen, can you put together an episode for like five bucks? Come on. I know what they've done. They said, Chat GPT, could you write an episode of Strange New Worlds for us? Yeah, that's, that's it. There happened. you go. Um, yeah, so this, this, um, it was caused by a photonic bomb. This, they, they see this because there's this, um, there's this, Piece of uh, reporter or, or social the, media yeah. person reporter taking pictures mm -hmm. with a long zoom camera and they asked to look at the pictures they zoom in and yeah that is the charred remains they could tell land could tell of a photonic bomb which is one of the precursors to uh photon torpedoes um so kind of same basic principle idea um and they're they're kind of Trying to find out what's going on here. So they take the remains away, of course, but the guys have to lay chase to this. So Kirk then steals a nice flashy car, which, you know, this scene, I, 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 it's whatever. It was a Mustang, nice Mustang, I must admit. I don't know what the exact model because I'm not really a car person, but clearly a nice mm. Mustang. Uh, and Kirk does the old Vulcan nerve pinch gray, which he's obviously, his Kirk in this timeline's <laughs> learned to do that pretty well. Uh, he said it was done from, I don't, was it, it wasn't, would it, it must, maybe when it was in jail he or said, something prior, wasn't he it? He said, yeah, he did say something about being in jail or yeah. something in Vulcan, and he learned it from the people in the cell. And He said he could also make a Vulcan plumbic soup out of the toilet. Yeah, <laughs> that was that one as well. Oh, so that was that was a good line. I like now that whole scene was cool. There wasn't a lot of these scenes, but that was good. That was good. Decent, yeah. Then he now now here comes the believability factor. Stretch, 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 snap. And what was that, Greg? <laughs> Tell the people. He gets into the car and he's like, which is what I expected. He doesn't know how to drive this thing, you know, and he's like jerking all over the place and whatever. 
And he goes from from not knowing how to drive to about 60 seconds. He, he drives this thing perfectly. And he's going down the road fo- following the van. I mean, like, you know, I can drive anything. I'm Kirk. And he's just going like and he's weaving in and out of traffic and all this stuff. And then he's punching it and he's flying. And I'm sitting there going like there is no. And then he pulls a maneuver where he, he, he drives the car and he does a glide and turns the car completely around perfectly so that he can drive the other direction. And I'm sitting there going, right. So you can't drive the car, but in five minutes, you're fast and furious already. And I'm like, no. I mean, don't don't insult my intelligence, people. Uh, Come on. Yeah, but that was also adding to that. It was the music choice as well, Gray, that we noted down oh, yeah, here. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Because that, I thought that's what you meant, actually. No, the way they were driving, yes, but the music choice was more of something you would get on a Fast and Furious movie. Exactly. It didn't sound Star trek <laughs> or sci-fi at all, did it? Um the one thing I'll say, yes. right, it's not a, it's not an excuse, mate, but I know this was Toronto, but I'd imagine, let's say North America, to be fair, right, because maybe it's not as bad in Canada mm. as, as the States, but what I mean is it's the vast majority of cars are automatic, not manual. So right. they're like go-karts. I mean, I've, I've driven an automatic before. You put <laughs> your foot down, there's very little you need to do, whereas a manual, you're shifting through everything and and that would be no, more believable yeah. if he made an arse of that but an automatic i think he's a bit of a uh old history buff kirk because he knows quite a few things and i think that's true of kirk that we know and this altered mm. version of kirk he knows his history a little bit so he maybe never drove a car but he's maybe got an idea of what you're supposed to do you just put your foot down and he does stutter at the start a little bit as well when he's maybe still in park rather than Literally. drive a little bit, yeah. So, you know, he does make oh. an arse of it at the start, but then he still warms up and gets used to it too quickly. I know it's one episode. They have to burn through it. There's a way of doing it, though. Get yeah. her to drive. You know, I, get get the reporter to drive. That reporter was... Get a random person to drive for them. I, Something. They, they, I mean, you get, there's ways to get around it. I mean, and it just was like... It just was like a... Almost like a gratuitous chase scene that they had to throw in there. And all of a sudden, uh, you know, Kirk is an Indy 500 guy. I'm come <laughs> in five in five minutes. He goes from zero to Indy 500, and I'm like, oh my god! Coming soon to cinemas near you, starring James uh, Tiberius Kirk. Um, now and now it comes up the next scene that's e- that's even stupider. So well, yes, yes, great, yep, good point. Uh, I-, I promise, guys, the last ten minutes is a lot better than this, but we aren't there yet, so we're still ranting, unfortunately. <laughs> um, they get busted by the police for going too fast. Quite right, yes. There was a police officer mm-hmm. having something to eat and drink. I, it may or may not be a donut. I don't want to be biased, people. But he was eating something, drinking something, and he's like, oh, let me put this down. Hang on, let me... Chases after them. A couple of cars later, they do eventually get stopped. Um, and the lady that was there before, the reporter lady... Um, is there this time with an iPhone. And she's recording this and she's like, oh, yeah, 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 you, you don't get your quota of arrests in this month, guys, and harassing innocent civilians and, you know, what what the hell? This is a semi-famous person here, I think, this second one. Right, civil rights uh, attorney, That's a famous it. person. Yeah, yeah, like, you do, what's wrong with you guys? And this is live on the, the internet right now and blah, right. blah, blah. And they're just, I think the, the police, after a very short while, just like, yeah, this is not worth our while in the hassle. And like, you're off, you're left with a warning. Um, 
Well, you're left with a warning. They don't just say it's a warning. They still usually take some details off you and whatnot. It's not just, don't do that again, and then move on. But they did this time. They literally right. moved on, and that is not... that. Was, I never noted this bit down, but I'm thinking as Grey did, you, you weren't a fan of this at all, were you, man? No, it made no sense. <laughs> it's I, it was it was very stupid. It, it's there's in real life there's no way anything like that would ever happen. First of all, you're you're talking about how they're driving around recklessly. They have no license. The registration is obviously wrong and would tell you that the car was stolen. I mean, that's this is just easy stuff that the cops would do right away. So, if they know he was recklessly driving, he didn't have a license. The car was stolen. They just go, "Oh, Oh, it's okay, man. But just 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 drive more carefully. You don't know if you the know, car's major. report is stolen that quickly, though. But I mean, it's it's but not the, wrong. But the first thing you do is you ask for the registration. Then you ask for the ID. When you don't license, get any yeah. of that stuff, they call in their 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 backup and they and they take the car away and they take you away. Has this happened to you and before, I'm, Gray? Are you, admit, are you admitting something? No, yet? but this this is com- <laughs> this is com this is common sense. This is what the yeah, police yeah. do. So I'm sitting there going like, right, this girl with the, with a with a phone. You're on the internet is embarrassing the cops so much that they forget what they they forget that they're actually police and become idiots all of a sudden and just go like oh just let you off with a warning, and I'm sitting there going like so the stuff you're eating and drinking is must be laced with stupid drugs or something and make yeah. you like dumber. Normally, and I'm like wow. that the police wouldn't say anything to those to what that lady was doing. They would as long as she's not interfering, you're allowed to record stuff. They would not say one word to her. And they just wouldn't say on one word. Exactly right. Yeah, they would just I'm... carry on like she wasn't even there. And I'm sitting there going like, wow, this is just unbelievable. And now here comes <laughs> the next dumb thing. We're not done yet. It's uh, one dumb thing after another. Yeah, but th- this I never clicked at this bit initially. I really didn't click. But it's because we don't know more about this lady yet, mate. At this time, we, I'm not thinking much of it. It's until later on that it makes mm. sense. Um, but, and the it point was, she, 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 they thank her. Thank you for the help saving their bacon um and she starts she's talking about she starts talking about little green men and whatnot and she's you know a believer and they kind of they think they obviously kind of need her help so they mm-hmm. talk to her as well and they're like yeah my wife was abducted and <laughs> that's what kirk says well they're now married and you were abducted oh cheers for that um what a I wonder if she was probed. Anyway, um, and they're, they're not really sure what's going on here. So they actually chat with her and she's like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Let, let me show you some things. You know, there's this site nearby where they keep things and that site gets important and they do things, this reactor thing place. And she shows them pictures of stuff that's been happening, weird stuff happening recently. And it's a bunch of stuff, but the, the, the one that comes out the most is a Romulan Warbird. Old-fashioned, TOS-style right. Romeo and Warbird. Now, bear in mind, we don't haven't seen Romulus at this stage. We're not supposed to, but we certainly right. see the ship, which is fine. But not breaking canon there. See the ship, and I was like, oh, yeah, that was pretty good. And I never thought this at the time, Gray. It looked really sharp and good as well. And I'm thinking, <laughs> I'm thinking, wait a minute, did she steal the picture or did she take that? As she took that, she's clearly got one of those Samsung, you know, moon zoom ones with the 200 megapixel cameras that zooms that far up, man. What? Yeah. I, I was just la- I was laughing. Did at she this. steal I'm it or did she like, take it? That's important because she no, did. Oh, she see. took the picture and she was showing them on her on her iPhone or whatever. Uh, you know, here's a picture of the run. And I'm sitting there going like, of course, now they, she's going to show this perfectly clear, nice picture of a Romulan ship. It's not fuzzy like UFO pictures are because you know they try to hide themselves and stuff or whatever. 
It's a perfect picture, not out of focus, wide out in the open, just there. And she took it. And I'm going like, no, that's not how it would work. <laughs> it wouldn't work that way. And and let's just say, okay, that then that let's just say that that's true. If it is true, do you mean to tell me that Kirk and Leon are that stupid that they can't put two and two together and go like, how did you get a perfectly clear ship shot of a Romulan warbird? Unless maybe you are Romulan. What did she say at the time? Were you were you in the right place at the? She said she was in the right place at the right time or something like that. Like was that. Like fluke, something, wasn't something it? Like yeah. That. But they don't even suspect any of it. They just kind of like glide over this whole fact. I'm like, I'm wow, so, are you dumb? I'm sorry. A normal person doesn't have a camera that can take a picture that clear. Oh. And then it's knowing when to take it. So you know, I didn't know. I mean, listen, it's. I think we're. To be fair, let's just be honest. It, the way we're going with this, I don't think it's spoiling it. She clearly is Romulan, which we find out later. But right, it's it's the fact that Ray makes a point. They're not they're not picking up in anything whatsoever at all. Um, and you're surprised because they're supposed to be intelligent people. But I mean, it's the writing that's on them, I guess. I mean, um, please during, during during most of the episode, they really they really were acting stupid. I mean, they really were. <laughs> it was just it was just like it was just like I said, like a fast and furious uh, slash uh Hallmark movie. That's all it was for most of the episode. What, with a little bit of naked gun thrown in there, type comedy, you know, it just yeah, you it, we, yeah. they were all very they're not very serious about it all, you know. I always expected exactly. uh Leslie Nielsen to walk past or something, you know. So Or maybe uh, <laughs> or maybe Leon would say, Surely you jest and says, Don't call me Shirley. <laughs> <laughs> I love those movies, man. I love them. Oh, I know. I've watched them dozens of times. Uh, was was uh, was your man uh, uh, Scotty not in one of them? I'm sure he was. I don't, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, it was. He, it was Naked Gun 33 and the third where he's trying to fix the. Um, it was like the toaster or the kettle or something. And Leslie, he walks past and he's like, you know, get on this. And if you fix it yet, and he's like, giving it all I can, Captain, because he's a captain, isn't he? <laughs> and it's a bloody yeah. kettle or something he's fixed. Sorry, I diverse, yeah. but it's, it's just good. It's Watch them, guys. Um, so they hear about this cold fusion, fusion reactor from the right. portal lady, and they're like, right, okay, but we, we should probably check this out. Um, because well, a convenient plug there for the trackway. He's he's a salesman. I love it. Um, they'd have to try and find this um, this cold fusion reactor uh, because that's going to most likely be the target that they're going to try and blow up, which makes sense. Um, and at this stage here, it's it's about trying to set back humanity. You know, that's what kind of reporter lady's saying. Like, you know, these things keep happening. Um, they're trying to slow us down. And I'm not reading too much into this, maybe because I've been dumbed down by this episode so much, I'm not seeing what's in front of me. Um, <laughs> exactly. We're uh, sitting there going like, oh, my brain is wrong. <laughs> it's My brain hurts right now. Um, so, yeah, so they have to find this. Um, it would be easy if they had a tricorder, of course. But... Uh, you know, the, the, she complains like, well, I would have had one if you hadn't just grabbed me in the little device and taken us back to the past. Kirk has nothing on them. They're not, they don't have a phase of a tricorder communicator, nothing. Uh, right. But she, Lan knows someone living in Vermont that she sees a, a billboard for. And I, I know someone that could possibly help us. And at the stage, I'm like, what? What? I couldn't see what this was. I yeah. couldn't think. But the next part is 
pretty cool. I love this next part. This is where it slowly starts getting better. Um, the lady in question that they know is Pelly. Isn't it? It is Commander, yeah. or not Commander, she's Lieutenant, isn't you? Commander Lieutenant? Can't remember rank. It's Pelly anyway, the engineer. Um, and I'm thinking, of course it is, yes. She lives yeah, for... She lives hundreds of years, right? Like, ever. Um, and the chap in the door, and we know your secret, and blah, 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 and get in here. And as soon as they get in there, all the bloody art from the start of the episode's there, because Pelly is... Stealing art, acquiring, acquiring art. Sorry, <laughs> they see it now. Aha, right, this is our lady. Um, they don't completely tell the truth because timey wimey don't want to break the timeline anymore. And the less you know is probably the best thing. Um, and that, I don't hear it is probably to try and minimize the time pollution, I guess, for want of a better phrase. Which, is, by the way, with side note, which is why they took their suits with their communicators still attached to them. And put it in the garbage can. No, they don't have communicators there at that stage because it's TOS and prior. Sure? It's All those right, things. Okay. It's those things. It's flippy things. They don't have the. Oh, no, no, but not Leon. Not Leon's. Right? Oh, no, you're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, it, lo right. it looks like it because see these badges now? They're yeah. more pronounced. They look like they're communicators. Yeah, they look like they're, but yeah. Which they you're should right. have done. I, they I, should have embroidered it into that. But um, yeah, no, Gray I, makes I a forgot. point. I forgot. I apologize about that one. No, no. It, it, Gray makes a point in the start it, when they. When they bought, when they stole their uh, cool outfits, they took their own outfits, uh, their Starfleet outfits, on United Earth. Throw in the trash can. And just stuck <laughs> it in the bin and got rid of it, yeah. Um, so, yeah. Um, so, Pelly, They asked Pelly uh, about helping them. They're just like, we've all got secrets. We can't tell you too much. Um, we know that you're... Uh, really good engineer and can help us out. And she's like, an engineer? What? No. I mean, could you not look around here? Like, she just yeah. rips him a new one. Does this look like an engineer's office? <laughs> this is like an engineer's office or workshop <laughs> to you. And they're like, um... It, you know, and she's having a beer as well. It's like daytime. Yeah. She's having a beer. I love this, a this actress yeah. and this character, by See, the way. You see Kirk grab a bottle too and he's opening it going... Oh, oh, so he did. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, but, he's but, downing a beer too. Like that's all natural. He, he's, he he mentions at one point in the hotel room um, that they couldn't ever afford. That he's yeah. like, why why should I help? Like you know, if you tell me, you know, and my uh, my timeline is going to be a race, and why would I want to do that? Like um, I just want to chill and have a good time here. She's like, you know. Your, your your brother's alive in our timeline. It's much better. Blah blah blah. I think this is why he's, he's helping. But yeah. he is playing it loosey goosey in Fast and Furious, literally, isn't he? Um, mm -hmm. So Peliot helps them without meaning to help them. They need to find a way to track this down. Uh, some cold fusion reactor, right? So the, she comes up with the idea. She goes. They need something with trinium in it, right? Which I believe is actual uh, an element on the periodic table. Tell me if I'm wrong. They've just renamed it something different. It's an old diver's watch. I used to have watches like this uh, to an extent. Um, they glow when uh, glow in the dark, right? But the pr yeah, principle like behind green. this one is the kind of metal that's on it or the alloy that's on it. Um, it will start glowing if there's trinium nearby, which will be what's in this cold fusion reactor. So they're like, yeah, you're a genius for this one. Well done. That's actually a very good shout. Um, and 
now Lan's wearing a watch and Kirk's a bit pissed off about this because it's a man's watch and he should be wearing it. It's a fair play. It's a fair play, yeah. you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, but I thought this is great. And listen, maybe that's the way it was ever supposed to be great. Maybe Pelly was never an engineer. She lives so long she can try every uh, thing under the stars to learn in terms of occupation. Maybe she was someone that worked retail back then, but then that instant kicked her into being the engineer she has today. Who knows? Causalities. Well, the other thing too is it's an altered timeline, so it doesn't mean she's the same Pelia. It doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't at all. We don't know. We don't know. Right. Um, but I'd like and to. There's, think a scene, that there's a scene later on that proves my point. But go ahead. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so yes, it is a great little plan uh, to help them down uh, to track down the, the reactor. Uh, and great notes here, like I just said at the start of this bit part here. This is the first scene in the episode that starts making sense. It was actually pretty well done, wasn't it? Yeah. Yep, made sense. It was good. One of the few good scenes. <laughs> One of the few, exactly. There is some more at the end, but yeah, it is it's a little bit of crap. Um, Lan wants to take Kurt back to his timeline of her to go successfully um, because she's starting to go on with him pretty well. And I'm kind of, of why? Because he's a bit of a. He's not taking this very seriously. She's taking it slightly more seriously, but that's her character. Uh, and mm-hmm. I think it's just she Kurt's the only person that doesn't know about her history her past, what's right. happened right? and he's not judging her, he's judging her for what he knows about her and who she is in there and the there and the now and that and that's why she's kind of liking him and they're starting to get closer um, and then finally we get that kiss that we saw in the trailer between them because I thought it was with the Kirk, it's not it's with that alter, alteration version of Kirk yeah. um and basically, finally, I just put here land, get some nice one. Uh, Kirk, the ladies' man, of course, as Grace says here. Line, that's true. Had, had, they had to do, you know, hey, look, the original series, he was making out with everybody, so he was, <laughs> whether they were alien or human, he didn't mind. It's all, it's yeah. all the same to him. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, it was, I don't think he would go back with her, but you know. Um, it was an offer there. They were growing pretty well. And I didn't really see the point in that scene. And they're casually walking along and the watch starts to glow. How convenient is that, Gray? They just, and as, Toronto's not a small city. And they happen to be walking by and, oh, yeah, it's starting to glow now. What's the range of this bloody thing? Is it a tricorder built into a watch? I mean, that's a nitpick. It's not a massive thing. Yeah. I know that there's a time constraint, but still. Um, so, yeah, uh, it starts glowing. It leads them to the site, the reactor. Of course it does, and it's a building operated owned by Singh. Right, this is the, the Singh Enterprises or whatever. Yep, this is where it all starts, and I'm getting flashbacks of Enterprise yep. back in the day of they're starting. Uh, uh, who was it? Was it Genetics? It was Singh. It was like uh, Brent Spiner played them, like the very early versions yeah. of. Yeah. And I'm thinking this is going to turn into this again. Um, and I thought it was a nice, it was a nice throwback. Don't get me wrong. Uh, they see a security door, and print sensor thing to get in. Right, this is where we need to go. But obvious, uh, she's able to get through because she tries it. She sees someone go through quickly, and she's like, "I've got an idea." Puts her hand on. It takes a moment, a few scans, but then it opens the door. And it was smartly done. Like you know, she's got yeah. a DNA marker in there because she's from that lineage of soon. You know, so it makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, but 
just as that happens and the door opens, the reporter lady's back and she pulls a gun on them. I'm like, oh, well, a genius. Yeah. This is what we couldn't figure out before, but now she's back and pulling a gun on us. <laughs> but because she played such a goofy character at the start, and I'm thinking, she's an actor, Trevor. She's an actor. She's probably a lot better than that. That's how she's been told to act that particular way. A goofy, <laughs> chasing aliens type person, you know. Uh, she's a bit more right. serious at this stage now. The acting chops are on a little bit more now. Um, right. And she divulges all. She's the one that blew up the bridge. She wanted Glan to open the door, so she followed him. He's a Romulan disguised as a human. Of course she is. The uh, the the ears, they've done a good job of hiding the ears. Uh, they had to because then you'd see a Romulan break cannon. So I'm glad they've done this. Um, and then um, you, you <laughs> Gray's noted here, it took the whole episode to finally get better and make some sense. This is the last <laughs> kind of 10 or so minutes, roughly I would say, Gray, yeah. we're getting into it, where it starts getting decent now, doesn't it? Yep. Um, the report that this this bit I found a bit silly and Kurt's like you're not going to fire because if you fire you'll set off the sensors and uh, the oh, alarms will go off and I'm thinking does is that not what happens with phasers? Uh, what kind of sensors have we got in this modern day and age that set off alarms when you hear a gunshot? Really? Well, back, oh yeah, Maybe back then. At a high security building like that, they're gonna have sound sensors. Yeah. They're gonna have light sensors. Oh yeah, metal detectors, all that stuff. So if you do make a loud noise, something will happen. Okay. So he was right. He was yeah. right. Yeah. What we didn't expect is what happened next. Yeah. She shot him. She went right. Fine. Boom. <laughs> I watch. I was. I was equally. <laughs> I was equally shocked and then laughed at the same time. I went, I, I damn. So did I. I. I felt bad, too, because I'm sitting there going, like, I, I, I'm i sitting there going, he's not going to really shoot him. He goes, all right, bang, and he's dead. I'm like, <laughs> and I'm like, like you, I'm shocked, and then I'm laughing. I'm going, like. Don't really? call your bluff. She clearly is a good chess player as well, I'd imagine. They never played chess, those two. It's a shame. Um, yeah. yeah, and the and, and he's lying there, shot point blank, uh, lying there, kind of dying slow, and he's like, see, told you. <laughs> Yeah, I know. It's like, oh, well. Don't you so. See, idiot. Um, so Le Leon is really upset now that Kirk is dead because, of course, she just formed this wonderful boyfriend relationship in about two seconds earlier. <laughs> so she gets a bit pissed. He does pass away. He's he's, he's dead, Jim. He's, and, he's done. And she goes, she's pissed off. She goes to take out the Romulan. The Romulan then grabs her by the throat. I thought it was like a chokehold WWE move here. A chokehold move pushes her back all the way through the door that she just opened. I'm like, this is, this is, this is a, 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 a descendant of Khan with the gene in her. She's a bit stronger than the usual person. Um, she just got her arse handy to her, really. And we'll come back to that point. Uh, pushed right through the door, conveniently through the place that they both had to go. Again, I wasn't a fan of that little bit there. Um she didn't put up much of a fight, which was uh, a bit of a shame, but hey-ho. Right. Um, it turns out... Oh, what, I guess we have to remember, it is a Romulan. Romulans are a lot stronger than humans. Yeah, but she's stronger than the regular humans. Right, she's right. But we don't know how well, strong she yeah, is. Yeah, true, true. But I, when I get... There is a point... We, 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 in a moment, I'll, I'll touch on that, and I'll be like, okay, I, something doesn't smell right here. Um, they see a sign for where they want to go. And he goes, no, no, I've changed the plan. Plan B, I'm not actually going to take out the reactor. Right, you're not? Okay, right. What are you going to do then? 
I've got other plans. And you see the sign where they're going reactor right, and then like what was it, genetics lab or something left. I'm like, right. oh, interesting. Right, okay. This building didn't look like it was didn't have a reactor at all. It just, the, right. I think everything about this episode is poor. The production people, uh, executive producers, what what were you thinking when you picked this building? It looks like there's maybe it could be genetic labs and stuff in it, it or looked, it's a museum. It, it looked like a it looked like a bank building or an <laughs> yeah. apart or some office kind of building a, or something. office building. Yeah, I'm sitting there going like, yeah, that looks. Uh, you wouldn't have a cold reactor in there, mate, unless you're trying to obviously hide it. But they never showed us that because that was Plan B. So well, I guess their budget was so low that you know they couldn't afford to go anywhere else. <laughs> exactly, my friend. So no, it wasn't. It wasn't. That wasn't ideal. So they go to the genetics lab. Her plan is this bit. I find. I think I think I liked it, and obviously I want your opinion, Gray. She's mm. going to kill Can the Can Can uh, back in the oh, day. Can Noonien Singh, right? Yeah, the the forefather. She wants to kill him, and I'm thinking, why? He was a pain in the arse of 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 the Federation. Like, why would why? And it was the logic was that they were going through a really dark time with the gen, genetic uh, genetics wars, Eugenics, and they wanted yeah. to stop this. But to go through badness and negative time in your uh, in your species existence is necessary to sometimes then see the light, and that's the logic. Plus, she says she's she's told what to do by a Romulan computer, and I mean I get that there are smart programs and computers out there in Star Trek that can predict timelines and all that kind of thing, what to do, what not to do. So here's what the, what's going to happen. I'm going to kill him and Federation won't exist. Right. Fine. Right. Okay. Just about buy it, although I'm still skeptical. Um, yeah. And then there's a fight between the two of them. He knocks the gun out of her hand. But this is the same uh, land that got her arse handy to her just minutes before. Like she got choked hold all the way, like dragged like through the corridors like a rag doll. And now she's holding her own against her. This is the point I was making there, Gray. Yes, she mm -hmm. shouldn't be as strong, but why is she putting up a fight now? More so after her lover boy toy thing got killed. She was just so upset she couldn't fight right the first time. <laughs> the writing says. Um, <laughs> so yeah, she's holding her own. <clears throat> she then uh, does kill the Robulon. A couple of shots, we see a bit of green blood. He didn't screw that up, writers. Well done. Um, who then activates something on her body. She pushes something really quickly, which disintegrates her body completely. I don't know why they've done that, but maybe a good thing because you, you we, can't see, we can't see Romulans in this timeline. I mean, we could technically because it's not the timeline, but it would break canon, so I'm glad that happened. Well, apparently they already knew that because any dummy that could look up and see a ship that clearly <laughs> would automatically know. Hey, look, it must be Romulans. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, nice. So, yeah, at this stage here, um, we've got a dead Romulan who's now vanished. Lan goes into the room a bit skeptical about the whole situation, and she sees a little boy in there. Um, it's little Can. The, 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 the man himself as a little boy... And is she going to kill him? What's she going to do? He was a monster, but he's a little boy and they need to preserve the timeline so, or fix the timeline so, no, she doesn't kill him. Um, she shows him compassion instead, which is, you know, is, is fine. Um, and now because she saved the day, she uses her uh, 
time traveling device to then go back to her timeline. Okay, here you put an, a stupid a stupid uh, scene here, Gray. You're not, I'm not a fan of that, but I mean, I, I kind of was and I wasn't. I don't I don't understand what what the purpose was of her hitting the device while the kid is watching. Oh, I, I know that as well. Yeah, she sees that. She sees yeah. that. Right. She you don't want to interfere with the timeline, yet you're just going to disappear in front of some kid. I would have just, you know, walked down the aisle a little bit and poof, she's gone. You know, that's it. And they know she's got to stand right in front of the kid and go, watch this. <laughs> Why is it right in front of like, me? She's out by the door, but he's still, he's still. Saw he it. was he looking saw through it. the doorway. He Yay. saw her disappear. Yeah, of course. I'm sitting there going, dummy. I mean, you know, <laughs> why don't you just close the door? Why didn't you just walk down the hall, the, the, the hallway? Yeah, yeah, I do, I do know that as well. It is a very good point, um, and uh, you know, I wonder if it has any impact. Like, who knows? I mean, it's set after, so who knows? But yeah, silly things to do. That's just a small thing you should pick up on when you're you're proofreading your your writing, guys. So anyway, um, so yeah, she goes back to her original timeline. Everything seems to be fine. Goes up to the bridge, and all everyone's still there. Pike's still there. All that, and Pike asks about her change of uniform. It doesn't say anything about what happened. She just said, apologies, it was, it was a thing. It's, uh, it's sorted now. And then she leaves. Goes back to her uh, quarters. She seems a bit rattled about the whole thing. And then there's a lady sitting in the chair there waiting for her. It's uh, a temporal agent. Um, we've seen these guys before. Department of Temporal Investigations, Grey Notes here, uh, a division of the Federation, which doesn't exist yet. She says that. Um, although we do see them in Voyager, we see them in DS9 as well. Um, and what's interesting about these guys is the person who's committed the most offences is the original James T. Kirk. They've got the biggest file on record for him. <laughs> That's a boy! That's a boy! Jim, That's right. well done! That's right. <laughs> yeah, it's, it deal. makes sense. It makes sense. Um, but that, see, that kind of stuff is fine. It's, it, it's cute, it's funny, it makes sense. You know, yeah. I mean, we'll it, it's it. just too bad. The rest of the episode was was about pants. Good, but, you know. <laughs> she, um, the lady basically explained the situation. They're not created yet. She's like, you can't tell anyone. She's like, what? I can't tell anyone. Like, I need to get this off my chest. This is too much. She's like, you can't. You'll you'll break the timeline, and um, uh, then we'll have to come after you. <laughs> yeah, and kill you. And it was a. Uh, Captain Pax or Paxman or something in Voyager and that two-part special, which I loved. Um, mm. uh, but then they keep his arse handy to him. So yeah, she's like, I can't, you know, can't talk about it. I'll go back to, I'll go back to my own timeline now, but thank you for helping repair the damage. The guy in the corridor before that was bleeding to death was one of our agents. Um, please, can I have the device back now? And uh, she's wearing high heels. She's wearing a suit. I mean, nothing wrong with wearing high heels, but I thought we'd get past this in Star Trek now, wearing shit like that. She collects relics. Ah, she's a relic. <laughs> anyway, um, wearing them literally. So she disappears with the device, um, and then Land sits there and just breaks her heart. I mean, I get it. I, I felt sorry for it at this stage. This was yeah, a, she true. watched someone that she likes die. Right, it was traumatic, <clears throat> and she can't talk to anybody. Can't mention anything at all. Uh, she then randomly gives Kirk of her time, Lieutenant Kirk, um, a call, um, and he's like, eh, "Can I help you? I know you." But no, I just need something security information about your brother. And okay, here it is. And 
that why you've really called? And she's like, yeah. He's like, well, if you want any more dirt on Sam, next time we're at a Starbase, give me a shout. You know, he, he doesn't even know this lady and he's hitting on her already. I know. I thought I thought the scene was a, I thought the scene was a little weak. I knew why she wanted to try to call him because yeah. she felt bad and wanted to make I guess make sure he's okay or whatever. But first of all, she got a hold of him awfully fast and awfully easy. Is she not on duty? Number, yeah, which number one doesn't. You don't say great. Don't answer your phone when you're working. You'll get into trouble. Yeah, and then and then all of a sudden they're like you know it's almost like they've known each other even though they don't know each other. Well, all right, I can excuse some of that because Kirk's a ladies' man, right? Yeah. But the beginning is just like, oh, I'll just pick up this phone and I, you know, I'll pick up this communicator and I'll instantly talk to, to Kirk. Like, really? I mean, I don't think it's going to be quite that easy. You have to send a communique out. They have to answer you back. They might be on duty. I mean, all these other things. You just pick it up like you would any old cell phone and say, hey, Kirk, what's up? <laughs> what's it's up? Like, I don't... <laughs> exactly. What's up, Kirk? Uh, like, to, be, nah. to be fair, right, Gray, none of us would, not us would not usually nitpick that precise about something like that if the rest of the episode had went pretty well we would have just mentioned it briefly at best and moved on but this is the you know mm. state the state of the episode that we're picking up with something like that and going really what it says it all really um but then it just finishes mm. poor, poor woman's kind of crying her heart out now Ray, give us your score out of 10 and tell us why and i'll fill in the rest because i mentioned something as well mm. Uh, I gave it a five out of ten, and Ouch. I think I was nice to do that. And the only reason I did five was because maybe the first minute or two and the last ten minutes. Other than that, if it hadn't been those few minutes that were good, I probably would have dumped it to a four or a three. Oof. You know, but five out of ten because the writing, I'm sorry, was just was poor. I mean, most of it was mediocre to poor except for those few minutes. Um, the other thing I noticed too, which I I felt was a mistake in in uh, in programming, I guess you would call it. Uh, it was the second Pikeless episode out of three episodes, and when you're doing a series like that, where you know your main guy is the captain, a b your main guy is Anson Mount, who has a career that everybody knows about. He's an excellent actor. You're not going to go two out of the first three episodes not having Pike. I mean, in it except for a second or two. Sure. So to me, that's just bad programming. What they should have done is, okay, fine, they have Pike, and then the next episode, they, you don't have Pike. And then the next step, and then the rest of the episodes, generally speaking, all should have Pike. Now, if you go back to something like TOS, all right, there were, there were some episodes, not many, but some episodes where it was focused on Spock or focused on Scotty or focused on uh, Sulu or whatever. But they did 29 episodes, 30 episodes, 32 episodes a season. They had plenty of episodes to sit there and do uh, one-offs like that without a problem. Uh, uh, Strange New World is only like 10 shows or 12 shows. You don't have time to do too many one-offs. Yep. I'm not saying they shouldn't do it. I'm just saying that out of, out of let's say, 10 shows, I don't know if it's going to be 10 or 12, I forget, but I... That's, a, that's a pretty fair percentage of no pike. And I'm sorry, people tune into the series because of Pike more than anything. Pike and Pike and then Spock. Okay. Right? So you have you have neither. Uh, you know, but you and you don't have Spike for at least two. So I'm just kinda like, that's just bad programming, man. They should have they should have had the episodes in a different order. Mm. 
you know, like like put maybe push this one down further, like into the middle of the pack, so you would have the Pike episode, you know, and then have this one later. So it's just from a programming standpoint, I, I couldn't understand that. But anyway, I I uh, don't, I can't comment on the way it was filmed and then the the way it was the way the episode went out, like in terms of which episode was first and why. The reason he was missing a little bit there is about the same time he literally had a little girl. Uh, him and his partner had a little girl and usually you try and work around that but I think it's just it couldn't work out exactly great with timing this time and the basic pure reason was they didn't have to contractually but they wanted to give him a little bit more time with his newborn uh, which I commend I actually commend it but then that's when the rest of your um, cast has to step up to the plate and your writers have to do it it can be done if it's done well if I didn't know this. I only found this out yes or no. A few days ago I found this you're out. Talking, you're talking about the actor? Yes. Yes. So okay, Anson, I didn't, Mount, I didn't know that. Anson Mount had a little girl uh, about the same time they were starting to film the, the second season. Well, first of all, I don't use that as an excuse, number one. And the reason is, is because they could have run it wrote a better episode. However, could've. since they filmed the entire season and this one does this particular episode didn't have a tie-in to any other episode they could because it was a one-off they could have easily dropped that into episode five or episode six and then you would have had you know pike 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 no pike yeah pike, pike, there's pike. too much of a right too much but, but less pike at the start uh, but two out of three with no pike i'm sorry I, i'm there to see pike and how he and how he reacts with the crew that's the whole point the whole yep. series revolves around the captain and his first officer and maybe... They, they muddled that one know. up. I think if they'd done what you suggested, Gray, and we knew what we know now, we would have been totally fine with it because everyone deserves a bit of a family time there, even if you had a... I mean, yeah, right. The episode still would have sucked, but they, but they would have been able to put it in the middle where it yep. belonged. Um, All right. I'm, I'm not, I mean, I'm not knocking the fact that, it, you know, you look, the, the original series had a couple of stinkers and so did... Uh, so did Next Generation. Okay, so this is the first stinker, you know, so far. So I'm hoping it isn't a trend and we're not going to have more stinkers this season. I, I, I don't think so. I would hope not. I hope not. But yeah, I would, I would kind of put this one as like, yeah, put it like as the worst one so far. <laughs> I, was like, I didn't go much better. I gave it a 6 out of 10. And that was some of the reasons to what Gray put down. I've actually probably been too generous with that. But um, it's... Mm. The last episode, the last ten minutes were, were were a lot better. Very start of the episode, like Grace says, was better. Um, but all the reasons Grace given about the pacing of it, the writing of it, the humor where it was not required, the lack of seriousness, the plot holes, the inconsistencies, was what brought it down. Um, mm. What gave it any pluses for me was seeing a lot of Kirk uh, and getting some back more background in Lan. And doing the time traveling thing, and 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 and, and uh, Pelia as well. So these things were all positive. But yeah, it was just. Well, so let's hope it's just a one-off. I mean, it's. Mm. I think we had such high standards for this this season uh, because it's been so good since the start. That's my. We're maybe being a bit harsher than usual, but onwards and upwards. There's no break with this one, so we'll just we'll just carry on. Yep. Um, but we'll wrap up there. Um, thank you very much for everyone's patience. Um, of course, as always. 
get us wherever you listen to podcasts. It doesn't need to be on YouTube. We're on all the podcast platforms as well. We're on uh, Twitter at the Trekway as well. And my man Gray here does an entertainment podcast, uh, Gray's Green Room, on the YouTubes, on the podcasts, and on the Twitters as well. Um, and last but not least, tonight we'll be doing a, a gaming uh, podcast with our friend Nick at Extreme PC UK. He's the same, same handle on the YouTubes, the podcasts, uh, on the Twitch as well, actually. Um, uh, so swing by there and watch us. Um, but as always, just put a comment below. Was it crap, this episode, or was it good, guys? Uh, and until next week, uh, thank you for tuning in, and do your thing, Gray. Long and prosper, everybody. Oh, boy.